0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: You all can call me around here at the head. on or for 3KG or anything else you want, as long as it's not going to help. Uh, my name is Liz Gray, like I said, and I can't leave this alone. I have other two sexy witches to help me on this journey, and we have a really good show tonight. We're actually a few million things show tonight, so let me get right into introducing my sexy witches. Uh, sexy witches number one, uh, she's currently living in West Virginia. She's an award-winning filmmaker, and she's about to part on her next project, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. And she's all uh, one of my oldest Facebook friends and my biggest social media friends on the planet. Her name is Jenny Piermoon Richards. How you doing, girl? Welcome back to um, Happy Witches. Hey K G, it's kind of hard to hear you over that music. Well, let me turn it down for you a little bit. How's that? Hold on. How's that? Is that better? That's better. Yeah just better. This is. I will say I I appreciate the, the 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 cheapness of this program but not all the time and the sound and the faders are not to be desired. <laughs> but I really what we have. So how is your last couple of weeks?
2: Uh very good. I finished up my spring semester of classes and started my summer semester I'm taking West Virginia history, which is really fun because I'm a Texan.
0: <laughs> so
2: I'm learning all about the Civil War and how, yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's funny to me. <laughs> not, a, not a lot of Sam Houston's in West
1: Virginia,
0: is
2: that? No, and there's not a lot of Remember the Alamo in the West Virginia history, which is disappointing no. because
0: everybody should,
2: am I right? <laughs> but we've watched a few movies. However- um, what? Go okay. ahead. Oh, we have watched a few movies. Um, my favorite movie I think of 2015 is gonna be The Voices. Well, anyway, it is it is now It's my favorite movie with Ryan Reynolds. It's incredible. Uh, I don't know why it didn't get a bigger release, but it's great. He's like this schizophrenic who hears voices around him, like his his pets talk to him and. He accidentally kills a girl and doesn't know what to do with her body and tops her up in his apartment and then puts her head in the refrigerator and she talks to him, too. And it's like, it's a comedy. It's really sweet. And Ryan Reynolds' character is awesome. This is probably the best role he's ever done. It's just so good. You feel so bad for him. I
3: loved it. Well, that's
1: fabulous, too. Saw a great film, and we actually have some big news on your uh, on your filmmaking world, but we'll talk about that in just a few minutes in our community calendar, so I want to move on real quick and, and invite my second Sexy Witch onto the show. Can't do this alone, myself and Jenny always need one more pin to spin it to keep this Sexy Witch discussion alive, and she's from... Eugene, Oregon, but she is more world-traveled than that, being that she's a former Canadian as well. Or actually, she's still a Canadian. I think. Um, but she's my girl from Eugene, Oregon. She works, um, writes for author and filmmaker, and she is just all-around awesome, werewolf, sexy witch. And sorry, I blew your intro, Queenie, but you still are near and dear to my heart, Queenie Todd. How you doing, Queenie?
3: Uh, I sound better than you do, hon. <laughs> yeah, I'm a
1: little bit under the weather tonight, and uh, so I apologize to my 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 listeners and my sexy witches in advance if I start to ramble unnecessarily. But really, when is that any different than any other time I'm on the air? So uh, let's go for it. Hey, you're just
3: dedicated. You're just dedicated, hon.
1: Uh, You know, a geek has no boundaries when it comes to their obsession. So
4: here I am. True. <laughs> so
1: uh, you had some big news in your last two weeks. I heard you went to a big, big, what they say, cosplay convention up there in Seattle. I went to a horror con. It was called Crypticon Seattle. It was amazing. Awesome. Um,
3: I wish I could have stayed, like, for the whole event. But I went on Saturday, and I was just floored by all the amazing costumes that were around me know, all the professionals in the industry that I got to meet, you know. I got to meet Jessica Cameron and the Saska sisters, which I kind of fangirled, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I usually don't fangirl very easily, but they... I really... I've been wanting to see them for forever. Um, they really motivate me to do my film and, like, other projects that I want to do in the horror industry, so
0: I was really happy to see them
3: and I got to see my boss at Living Dead and hang out at the booth and meet some of the other writers and people who are involved in the mag, and I did a lot of networking. It was great. Oh,
1: well, I, yeah, Living Dead Magazine. I do apologize because I couldn't get it out in the intro, but you write for Living <laughs> no Dead problem. Magazine, but you're, you don't get to see your boss very often, so that is very special.
3: It is very special. I was just quite happy to have dinner with her
1: awesome and you know and you said her because people assume because you said boss and it was a writer that was probably a guy but no yeah. you know, we are all a bunch of sexy witches around here
2: so that's right
1: <laughs> we're very <laughs> so I'm going to go right into community calendar because in about 10 minutes or so we're going to play the big interview for from Tom Six of the Human Centipede uh, but uh, we wanted to go over a little few things before that. Uh, first of all, yes, we are doing the Human Centipede tonight, folks, because the sexy witches know no boundaries. Once again, because we are geeks and we like to talk about a lot of things. And even though we talked about very fun but family-friendly, um, you know, fodder in the first two uh, episodes with uh, you know Marvel comics and and Disney villains. We are love horror, and we are also lovers of extreme horror. And so we wanted to talk about probably one of the most controversial trilogies during our remakes and reboots and sequels episode here on Sexy Witches, the MSM3. And in a few minutes when they come on... Um, my friend Jamie Duval from Movie Geeks United is bringing an interview he did for us. He offered me this interview, he said, Hey, I got I get a chance to interview one of these guys. Which one you want? And I said, What'd well, you get to do with Tom Six? And he said, Yes. And we're like, we so we have a review for an uh, interview with Tom Six and it's about twelve minutes in duration. That'll be about nine fifteen or nine twenty. But let's go right into community calendar. Let me get my community calendar music going. There we go.
0: <laughs> All right. First things first,
1: is my DVD picks of the week, ladies. DVD picks of the week. I have three. One is two. Two of the one is from this year. It's called the, the Sweet Blood of Jesus, and a Spike Lee's vampire film. I have not yet. To, I have yet to see this movie, but just the idea. Vice Lee, New York vampire movie, I'm sold. I'm going to want to see this film. And uh, and there's been a lot of interesting vampire films so far this year, for better or for worse. I've actually liked most of them. And uh, so look, look for that. at this drop today. Um, also, Inherit Vice, one of the best films of 2014 by Paul Thomas Anderson, also dropped today. So we haven't seen had a chance to see that. It was nominated for Oscars for reason, so check it out. And last but not least, an older film dropped today in a nice new re-release. And, and it is David Cronenberg, who's absolutely one of my favorite directors. His 1996 NC-17 film Crash is at a nice new oh. re-release. A, yeah, a lot of people know that Crash does not get a lot of love. And there's a lot of people who love this film, but the studios have never quite understood what to do with it. So now they've released it in a nice new release. So look at Crash. And all of this is available also in Netflix as well. Um, none of them are instant, though. It's DVD only. So, no, there was actually no instant films this week that I really could recommend, believe it or not. So, uh, convention pick of the week is shameless plug because I'm going. Uh, it's Con here in DC, which is a, started as a relatively modest regional and now is getting to be quite large. I <laughs> moved to D.C. a couple of years ago, excuse me, and um, it just exploded when it moved from Rockville to D.C., and there were so many people going to be there. One of my heroes that I, I, like, my whole world has been revolving around because has been writing a screenplay in his honor, Ralph Macchio is going to be there, uh, so
0: um,
1: uh, four of the original Power Rangers are going to be there. Uh there's all which my daughter of course is like, woohoo uh, quite a few Doctor Who's are gonna be there. Um Karen Gillian unfortunately has a drop out but there's a lot of others if you're into Doctor Who. Um I'm there to meet George Decay and William Shatner from the original Star Trek. Um George Decay um has got the legacy project, which is an internment uh, people trying to connect people with other people about internment records in World War II. Um, and their legacies and heritage, and I work with internment records, at least I was until last week, um, here at, um, in D.C., and so I really want to meet this guy because um, we both have a, a strong alliance and a kindred spirit that way of getting these records out to people and learning their histories. Um, so oftentimes time going to be great. It's huge. The vendors are quite. I've also got friends there. Um, Broken Continent is going, uh, my friend's name, the Cave Girls Production, which is a... a it was a show out produced. Uh They have their new movie, which is called a Dice and Men, which is a geek film about Dungeons and Dragons that goes kind of crazy, which looks really cute. They're going to have a special screening there as well. <laughs> but it's, it's everybody, and there's a Star Wars. Uh, I mean, it's, it's huge. And my, my, um, my evil genius, her babysitter, her whole family is going, and they're going at Danger 5, which I fully make sure I'll get a photo of that When we are when I'm there, because I gotta see it. Have you ever seen Major Five? It's on Adult Swim. I just started watching it. You one of you ladies? You there? Sorry, no, I don't have uh, cable. Oh well, I've just been watching on Netflix. It just dropped. We lost, we lost Jenny. It looks like. Oh, I um, uh, love every. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. It's got two seasons on Netflix. So it's very amusing. But anyway, they're going at Danger 5, so I'm going to get a photo, and I'll put it on the on the Facebook page. Um cool. Crowdsourcing pick of the week. I'm going to go really slow because I have two. The first one is for Abel Ferreira. He's a director. Um, he directed The Bad Lieutenant with uh, Harvey Keitel a few years back, and is one of the weirdest persons and directors of all time. He's absolutely insane. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but he's like Mel Gibson. You want to know what he's going to do next? Well, he's got a Kickstarter campaign for his new movie Siberia, and it's starring William Defoe, and it's a subjective and objective journey into the subconscious. So, um, and if you're like, well, he's rich and he could like get money because he's like the famous director. Read up on Abel Ferreira's bio and see if that maybe that's not so true because man is not exactly known for holding back in his opinions. So, um, anyway, I just wanna see this film just because it's him, William Defoe, subjective, objective journey of the conscious, all of it sounds crazy. I want it. I it's a, it's totally ages. I I gotta see what's what gonna come out of this. So second one is actually, Danny, I'm gonna bring you back on. So here we go. Hold on. Jenny was gone, but now she rises from the dead. Hello, Jenny. <laughs> you still there? Hi, sorry about that. We've got some weather going on here, so
2: I don't know if that's affecting the sense service or what.
1: Well, you're back, and you're right on time because you know, I was just about to talk about my second crowd being picked up the week, and that would be your campaign, Jenny, for Kickstarter for Journey to Reformation. Why don't you give a quick shameless plug of what you're doing?
2: Well... Journey to Reformation is um it's
1: it's kind of the story
2: of my husband um who is my co-director and my partner in all of the films that we do uh his name is Jeffrey Scott Richards and he recently made this big life decision to convert from atheism to Christianity um and he had a lot of questions about religion because you know he He's very well read about, you know, science and things like that. And, and so he had a lot of questions. And so he really wanted to make this documentary that will uh, help answer questions and help show people a little bit more about Reformed Christianity and what what the religion is doing now. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting project. And we plan on traveling across the country and interviewing some key players People that really have some some weight to their to what they have to say, so that this can be as as important and as special as it can be. So that's why we're fundraising because we need basically we need money for travel and and if anybody has speaking fees that we need to pay or whatever to get their interviews.
1: Well, that's wonderful, and uh, your last um, short documentary did really well, and, uh, and it inspired you to continue to make films. So that makes you officially filmmakers. so I still have to argue, I think Jeff Hair isn't quite crazy enough to be a de- director, especially from West Virginia because <laughs> they have the weird looking hair. But uh, but yeah, go for it, guys! I'm so proud of you both. You know, just get get him to grow it a little bit longer, and then he can, you know, don't wash. He, he doesn't wash it anyway, so just a little longer, and then he'll be perfect. Ha! Huh. Well, so he, he can't really wash the long hair so well, but he, we're working
2: yeah. on the beard to come back. The beard makes them look a little bit more all right, well, director-like. You can, you can,
1: all right, yeah, we can do the shaggy Peter Jackson beard then. Yes.
2: Yeah. So there we go.
1: Yeah. There we go. That'll work. So Well fabulous. <laughs> I'm so glad. And if you wanna go, you can go on her um F- Danny's Richards page, uh Facebook page or uh, after the show I'll put it on Archivist Bec- but on Sexy Witches if you want to read about the Kickstarter campaign. So uh I should and um so that's Journey to Reformation. Google it, it'll come right up also. Now one more shameless plug on June second, approximately 5:50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time. Um, Yours truly, the head honcho, is going to be on JK's Horror Happy Means Radio out of New Jersey, and I get and I'm being interviewed for the first time on. A non-associated radio show about the madness, and I'm really excited to do this for the first time. A lot of people know, and a lot of people don't know. I have one of my first social network uh, media loves is the horror um, Halloween horror movie marathon madness group on Facebook, which actually started as a MySpace um, in 2007. Um, it's a it's a uh, film watching competition in, in October, and we just announced the theme last week on Dollar Bin Horror Radio, The into Darkness, which was inspired by my sexy witch from Eugene, Oregon, Queenie. Todd is also going to be my co-host, but my other sexy witch, Jenny Richards, who's played the entire time since 2007, is also going to be a judge. So I thank you both for that, and um, there's a poster, the poster's gorgeous, and it's black and red and, and dark and beautiful. And um, I thank J.K. for inviting me to come on. I really appreciate it. He's been very supportive to our Sexy Witch community, which includes queen Todd, because she's been on his show, and a few other yep. friends of mine and hers as well. So we, we really love that J.K. was also nominated for a rondo this year, which makes us also very proud of him as well. And it's nice to see people doing well and holding each other up. So thank you Jay, for your support and we will continue to support him and If you wanna to listen to his show, it's on live tuesdays for uh at homegrownradio.org, dot org and um it it starts like in the afternoon and it runs most of the evening. It's a very good show he has all sorts of people on the on it from all walks of life that have to do with horror, so fabulous so it is now 9:18. Perfect timing. We have finished our community calendar. Thank you, ladies, for putting up with that right now. And now we are about to do our Tom Six interview. Thanks to Jamie Duval of Movie Geeks United. Uh, Movie Geeks United is one of the number one podcasts of its kind on radio. Uh, it started at the same time as I started working on MySpace space in two, late 2006. So we kind of all found each other all at the same time. And we've all been talking to each other, including Jenny, Jamie Duval, and Jerry Dennis, um, since the beginning. We were always, always in the top few people that met each other. And their show is now is just amazing. Jamie Duval, and uh, he came, he uh, he said, hey, I got this interview with uh, somebody from the Human Symmetry, and He gave us a list, and uh, it was really tough choice because between Six and Deuter Laser, I'll tell you, I would have loved to hear. That man talk all day <laughs> about his experience on these movies. But Tom Six is, is fascinating to me, and, and so I wanted, I said, and the so late with us here also agreed to that. So we're to, with no further ado, we're going to play Jim Duvall's interview, and we'll be back in about 12 minutes and 42 seconds. Girls, I'll see you on the flip side.
0: Billy, bringing back medieval oh. torture
2: methods.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our prison has the highest violence rate, <laughs> <laughs> legal and medical cost, than any other institution in the U.S. correctional system. Things will have to change fast. I think I have a solution. No more prison fights. No more assaults on God. No more disrespect. We've got to make a human centipede of our prisoners. They will literally be on their knees begging for your mercy. It's brilliant. Mr. Top creator of these films, claims that it's 100% Medically accurate. I don't speak with a stupid filmmaker about his poop fat tears. I,
5: I just watched your film earlier today, and I gotta tell I gotta tell you, it surprised me how much I I laughed. I th- I thought it was very funny, and and the the and, and I know that black humor has always been a part of the series, but the the humor seems to be a lot more on the surface in this one. W- was that by
4: design? Absolutely. Yeah, we want to go to go out with a bang, XXL style. And uh, this film has the the most uh, black comedy in it. And uh, it's it's uh, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad you see this. It's a very funny movie. At the same time, there are a lot of people that are extremely offended by it. But I I uh, I, I very enjoy that you see the comedy of it.
5: Well, I, I I do, and that's what I really appreciated about it. Because, and I would imagine that a lot of people are so shocked by just the premise of the movie that they fail to see the comedy. But I I, I think in those people, if they're tempted to watch it again, they're likely to catch catch up to the comedy on a second viewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah. So, also one of the major points that fascinates me about the film is is the uh, Dieter's uh, performance. I mean, he is a an absolute madman in this, and I'm wondering uh, what it was like to work with him because that seems like a performance that that there's no such thing as going too far in that performance.
4: Absolutely, Dieter and I wanted uh, to have a completely opposite uh, uh, role for him. uh, When he did Doctor Heiter, he is very reserved, very medical, very meticulous, and this time we wanted a complete asshole. Who, who is a racist? <laughs> who is, uh, uh, abuses to women? He's a, an intense asshole, and uh, so he, he 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 just goes all the way for it. And uh, I, I, we really uh, made him uh, uh, like this, and uh, it, it's very comi- uh, comical and uh, very uh, frightening at the same time, because you, you never know where the guy is going, and uh, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun to to uh, make like this
5: and and you've also got uh Eric Roberts in the film. I watched Star 80, which is one of the great performances ever. Like once a year I watch that film. What what was it like to be in in his presence?
4: Oh, brilliant. I was uh, when I was casting, I was looking for the ultimate American actor with a, a slightly a mean face and a great voice. And I immediately came to Eric Roberts because I like you, I, I, I'm a big fan of his work, I saw a lot of movies, and uh, I thought he, he, he would be the perfect governor. And we uh, we contacted him, and we Skyped him, and he was so enthusiastic. He knew about the Human Centipede films, he was a fan, and he uh, read the script, and he said, I absolutely want to be in your movie. So uh, when he come, came on set, he, uh, he loved our style of working, European uh, uh, crazy uh, crazy asses together. And uh, he embraced it, and he uh, went for it, and uh, yeah, he gave a great performance. Uh, tell me about
5: the, the the setting of the movie, because the movie takes place at George H. W., uh, George H. W. Bush uh, State Penitentiary. Uh, yes. And uh, you know, so obviously it's kind of themed and uh, has more American themes than the other two, possibly. But w- was there yes. something that you wanted to express about this country?
4: Uh, I absolutely love your country, uh, the glorious United States of America. When I, I'm from Europe, of course, but we love American movies and y- your culture here. So we wanted to shoot in the United States. And, uh, of course, we Europeans look at America uh, via uh, different glasses. Eh? So uh, we hear, hear a lot about uh, uh, Bush and Guantanamo Bay and uh, uh, the, the prison system in America. So uh, uh, I really wanted to make a film about punishment so there would be no better place than do it on american grounds in uh, in an uh, american way of of, of uh, filming uh, it's very uh, hollywood kind of uh, style of filming and uh, so it was great uh, to uh, to be a little satire on on uh, on america in general and that's
5: what these films uh, this genre of film it can do it can kind of put in these subversive political themes and, and not necessarily hit you over the head with it.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, some people only see the mouth to ass, and some people see also all those layers. And it's just what kind of viewer you are. So uh, I embrace yeah. that. I, I There are so many layers, and at uh, school that you see that all.
5: And, and part of me is very uh, – I mean, I know there's a lot of false outrage out there uh people getting upset over nothing and and uh, th- there's also a lot of apathy out there but yeah. part of me is comforted by the series because it shows that just a simple idea still has the power to scandalize people um,
0: absolutely
5: and, and I'm curious from you uh, what what films in your life have had that effect on you uh
4: definitely uh Salò by Pasolini the uh, the Italian f- filmmaker it's an old film from the 70s when I was a, a small kid I watched that film and I was very impressed and appalled at the same time by that movie uh, and and then later on I saw uh, the the Exorcist and the Shining all yeah icons in in movie history I think so um, yeah I'm very uh, happy and, and honored that I created something for this generation now eh? Everybody is like talking about the human centipede. It's like part of pop culture, and the youth really grows up with this kind of things. Yeah, and that's Mm. pretty cool.
5: This trilogy, it kind of references itself. Like in the second movie, he's inspired by the previous one, and in this movie, uh, they're inspired by the previous two. And you play a role in it as well.
4: Yeah. Well, my first uh, idea, what you say, is to create a, a, a movie centipede. Each film uh, can be literally connected. Part two begins where part uh, one ends. So you have one four and a half hour uh, movie. Uh, and um, the idea is that part two digests part one, and part three digests part two. And in the end, all that is left is shit. And the bad guy wins. Yeah. And I like that idea very much. I, I think in, in, in America, uh, American films, the bad guy never wins, only the good guys and uh i think it's a great idea that the human centipede goes out uh with the bad guy winning and uh, the 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 system the evil system winning in 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 a way so yeah i hope people get out of it uh uh that the, the the pure pure value of uh, uh being entertained uh that you are safe in your chair but what you see in the in the in on the screen is so horrifying uh that you uh yeah, you're uh, very happy that you're in your chair, and at the same time, uh, people can see all those uh, yeah references to to uh, satire uh, stuff to to other horror films. There are so many layers in in the films uh, that some people pick up and some people don't, and some do it after seeing like the films three times. And hopefully, in 150 years, people will still talk about these movies because uh, they. Uh, show something originality. And that's uh, what a lot of uh, films miss these days. Uh, If I see sequels, they're just copies of the first one and then usually done uh, worse. Uh, And there are so many remakes. uh, I think there's so many lack of of originality these days. My only uh, thing was, if I would make the other two, they had to be completely different films and uh, stand on on their own with a whole different premise. So, uh yeah, I think uh, we succeeded in that.
5: Our listeners wanted to know uh what's in the pipeline for you? What kind of future projects you got going?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh well, we want to keep exploring the dark sides of humanity. So no uh, romantic comedies uh for us. Uh and we have so many uh, original ideas uh that are not uh yeah, copies of other things. So uh, we want to make uh, black, uh, pitch-black comedies with horrific elements, and we're now working on a film uh, that's called the Onania Club. I cannot say the details what it's about, but it's—I'm sure it will uh, have like South Park copying it again or using it as parodies, <laughs> because the premise is uh, very original and upsetting again, and a lot of people yeah. will talk about this one.
5: Well, I just want to tell you, I think it would be great if Dieter was uh, was your Klaus Kinski. Uh, Yeah. Oh, that's
4: that's great. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah, we are very yeah. Compare us with uh, with with those uh, heroes. So that's a great compliment.
5: Absolute heroes. And and my final question is, you know, you you're you're talking about other other projects, and I'm really anxious to see anything else you come out with, but you know you've, you've seen this in careers before like something like a Romero uh I mean he's made other films outside of the living dead but uh hasn't received quite the reception are you worried since you've made such a splash with the human centipede trilogy of of kind of fighting living in the shadow of these films
4: mm, yeah the 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 thing is i have so many original ideas of course the centipede will always be uh, an important thing that will be connected to me but uh, the the thing is, you have to uh, create uh, new things that really uh, are so out there and so different than the human centipede that that will get picked up as well. Uh, so I'm not really afraid of that, and and and, and I'm very proud to be uh, the, the creator of the human centipede film. So if in ten years people uh, remember me from uh, the centipede, it's it's also fine. But I don't think so. I I have more up my sleeve.
5: What do you think, Doc? It looks medically accurate. I don't see why
4: someone couldn't survive a lifetime. Peace or good goodwill to men? This is a violation of human rights. It's certainly a violation of federal ethics.
2: You insane freaks should get the death penalty. This
0: is beyond
4: medieval torture, beyond
0: castration, the ultimate correction. First
5: human prison centipede.
4: This is exactly what America needs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that was pretty awesome. Thank you, Jamie Duval, for bringing us that interview. And hopefully he'll come on and talk with us about his experience interviewing Tom Six. So, ladies, what did you think of the interview?
3: <clears throat> well, I thought it was quite interesting. I've never actually heard him talk before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've read things that he's written, but I've never heard his voice, you know.
2: He's such a funny uh, guy and he really has so much passion for for the things that he does. It's it's really inspiring and hilarious at the same time.
1: Yeah, I can hear the uh, passion. I, I I I I actually it's funny. The human synthesis the first time I saw it I knew like there's this really funny bit that this guy does on online where he actually describes the whole movie from beginning to end and I I was very familiar with that bit. And so I knew exactly what I was getting when I came in to watch it. And, and, and I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And then, like, it sat on it. And honestly, it is extremely funny, first of all. It holds up to repeat viewing, which is interesting. And it actually, I've grown, it's grown on me over the years, the first human centipede. i have I actually really enjoy the film. I appreciate it that it exists. And if you boil it down to its base, to its very base essence, what it basically is is the classic mad scientist movie. And Dieter Laser holds up the film with this amazing performance in the movie. But this Tom Six has just taken the ball and has ran with it. And he's starting this career of, of a line of films, I, I'm really afraid for his next movie. I just have to say that right now. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, he, he, you know, he's not worried about copying himself, but he knows <laughs> that it's going to be controversial. And and I, I just, I, I wish I could say I like the second one, and I can't. Re- I guess I don't say I don't like it. I appreciate it. I, I get it. I know why he made it, but it's a lot darker in tone than the first movie. I think. So yeah, definitely. I, uh, I can't really rewatch it. I it, it, it I had to put it in small doses and um but uh, and Jenny's little after this, I have to quote her friend Crystal, who was at the Austin premiere <laughs> um at Fantastic Paper, he was a Centipede too. and she goes, It's not the it's not the sandpaper masturbation nor is it the Bob Breyer ale rape. It's about the spirit of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. But the thing is, it's true, because you can tell there's a lot of production put into these films. These are not cheap films. They don't look cheap in any way. They're straight-up exploitation. Don't get me wrong. They are the most exploitation we've had since the 70s, I would say. Um, Matter of fact, I'm not even sure these films would have been made in the 70s. And, oh, my God, speaking of this, oh, no, he's gone. He was on, and now he's off let see if he comes back. For a second, I thought we had a caller, but they're gone. But anyway, Human Centipede 3 is in theaters and on VOD right now. And uh, the reviews have been mixed, which I expect. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't expect that from Tom Six? And he actually expects himself. And, and I always try to remind people about, and, and this goes into the whole Game of Thrones thing about film and TV. You know, I don't always want a happy ending. It's unrealistic, right. and and yes, films are meant for escapism. But sometimes the happy end, the the unhappy end, is an escape in its own way. <laughs> you know, uh, and it makes mm-hmm. you think about things in different in different perspectives. Uh, you know, and and I, if I wanted to stick to always happy endings and where the girl gets away, I I would stick to children's films and 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 you know and t- children's TV. I would not. Yeah. You know, watch this moot stuff or Game of Thrones. And and some people can't, and that's okay. Because I guarantee you I would not show this to my mother in law. Never in a hundred years. So you know, <laughs> I know, yeah. but I know that but there is an audience for it. And 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 the most important thing about filmmaking, and Jenny you've learned this too, is finding your audience. When you find your audience, yes. anything is possible. And speaking of anything is possible, my good friend Jamie Duval from Movie Geeks of United is on the line. How are you doing, sir? Welcome to the Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches show.
0: Hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Hi, Jamie. Fabulous.
0: Hey, can, can you I hear me okay? There? Yep. Yes. Oh, good. You good. sound great. It's storming so, uh, here, uh, so hopefully it won't go out.
1: Well, I remember you had some scary weather down there recently. I saw that big water spout take that poor, poor bounce house across the parking lot on TV today. Terrifying.
0: Yeah. I just got out of San Andreas. That was terrifying, too. So. <laughs> oh,
2: I have, like, a morbid curiosity about that movie. I really it's, want to see it. I can't help myself. I
0: like it, I like it better than 2012. I thought it was uh, good fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then I saw uh, Aloha. I saw Aloha, and that that's uh, that was a big disappointment. That's not very good. Mm.
1: So. Well, I'm sorry to hear that because that was really the only big film releases this weekend. So, um, oh, and I still haven't seen uh, Fury Road yet, so maybe I'll go see that. So, but I'm going to be AwesomeCon most of the weekend, anyways. Oh, I know, I know. It's on my bucket list, but I've got like this huge AwesomeCon coming up in front of me, and with me being ill. I have to kind of trade. what I'm going to do so I can have some energy. But let me get back to him and Centipede real quick. I want to read something that you wrote to me after your interview. And you wrote, just finished the interview, I can honestly say, out of the 700 interviews I've conducted, this is the first time a guest has ever used the term at to mouth. And I <laughs> I was rolling on that for a while. So tell me, what is it like? You you always give nice little polished pieces, but as as an interview, what was it like to interview Tom X?
0: Well, I think that, like, I had read, because I was at the end of the press day. That was one of the very last interviews he did. So I was reading people that had interviewed him before me, and some of them were actually complaining that he was insulting them. but, But I... You know, I think those people use the opportunity to interview him to kind of criticize him, which isn't what you do in an interview. So, I mean, why would you talk to somebody you're going to be criticizing? So I, I just talked to him about the uh, – I just took him seriously, and I think he appreciated that. Um,
1: so, and you've actually seen the film, and you said it was his in- – funny, and I was mentioning, I actually think the first movie is rather funny, but I don't really find the second film that funny, but um, what do you find that makes, what what? where do you find the humor in it for yourself, because, I mean, how can, some people would look at you and go, why could you find any humor
0: in something possibly that disgusting? Yeah, well, I I mean, I'm not into gross stuff, so those parts I kind of turned away on, But uh, the lead character is so over-the-top, disgusting and misogynistic and racist, and uh, you you just kind of have to laugh at him uh, because it's just done so over-the-top.
1: It kind of reminds me of the Nazi films from the 70s, how over-the-top and exploitational they are. And there are validity to those films. They're, they're, They're meant to be shocked. I actually, well, you know, I live in Maryland, so of course we're huge fans outside of Baltimore. John Waters, and if anybody knows about shock, it's him, and he loves the human centipede, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, so he loves it all of it too, because I'm a dork and I'll do anything he says. But, um, uh, but I wanted to thank you for the interview. But uh, and um, now that you're on, we got about 15 minutes left before the show's over. I was wondering if you wanted to join us, continue our discussion of the human centipede, but also. Would you like to join us in our game today?
0: I I really would. i I've been looking forward to it. Oh
1: right. Okay, so I decided because there's just so many reboots and remakes and sequels coming out. Matter of fact, I did a count today. And this is just the ones I could verify in development or going in or Greenlit. A lot of these are actually slated in Greenlit. There is approximately two hundred and fifty sequels coming out and ninety eight remakes. And that's the next five years. Um, I think Hollywood needs to really start thinking about new new ideas. And no offense, I I love some of these films too, and I'm going to be there front and center. But you know, I work for the National Archives, and all I have to say is I have this huge building full of stories that aren't being tapped. Tap mm-hmm. these stories. Make more movies. We need we need a, a wider pool of of of, of 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 topics or something because a lot of half of these films are Marvel or Star Wars, which is kind of amazing to me, which, and believe me, those are like Star Wars is one of my favorite. We just did a whole episode devoted to Marvel. So believe me, I, you know, I, I appreciate the commodities, but I think it's time for a little bit of flexibility. We need a lot more flexibility out there, but that same app, there's a lot of them out there and we should discuss them in a more fun way than just, you know, you know, tell me down. I don't like remakes. I actually, I want to say this before we go into it. You ladies, please chime in and cut me off. And Jamie too, because I'll be out forever. Um, <laughs> I actually am not one of these people that dislikes remakes. I, I think there are time honored tradition. It goes all the way back. People were re, from the silent era onwards. People kept remaking their movies to improve them, or when the technology got better, they would make another version. It just kind of happens, and uh, you know, sometimes it would be awful. It depends, or or good, depending on the reasons it was done. Um, a good a good example of a good remake that was actually detrimental to the original, and it's a good movie, is Stagecoach. The two stage um, that's always one of my most examples of a remake gone wrong. Not that either one of those films are bad. Matter of fact, they're both quite good movies. But when the remake was made, uh, they actually systematically went and tried to destroy all the original prints of the first Stagecoach movie, and people actually had to hide them.
0: So um, you know,
1: it, it really depends, and that's the worst case scenario, obviously. But it really depends on where your love is and what 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 your motivations and and honestly, Star Wars at um, being protected by Disney, they have the power to preserve the brand properly. So you know, more power to them that they're going to revitalize this brand. So, but they're not the only remakes in town. So we're going to play of uh, this. I know Jenny's kind of hesitant about this because we play it. It's a game that I ripped directly off from Howard Stern. It's called Fuck, Marry, or Kill. Uh, And usually it's done with three people, and you say, which one would you fuck, marry, or kill? But this version is different. We're going to play it. Fuck it, marry it, or kill it which is a reboot-review-sequel reboot, version. So if you want, want, are excited for it or really have an interesting tidbit about it, you would marry it. If you were the studio exec and someone pitched it to you and you didn't like it, you would kill it. But if you're interested in it or just don't care, fuck it. All right? <laughs> are you ready? We're going to start with American Remakes of Foreign Films. And I'm going to... So right out there, the, and, and for something kind of that all three of us would be interested in, because uh, I'm going to do a lot of genre here, Death Note: The American Remake. So just yell it out, all three of you at it once. It's fine. Martyrs. <laughs> the Martyrs. <laughs> no, they're going to do a remake think of Martyrs. Oh, Care well, it. I it. we can throw that up. Kill it. Okay. Well, you can bring oh, one to the it. table too, but. So definitely, would you fuck it, marry or kill it, Queenie? What? 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 You
3: don't know?
1: Okay, let's start okay. over. First of all, okay, we'll Sorry. start it this way. We'll use Queenie's <laughs> martyrs, okay? Martyrs yeah. is being remade, okay? So I'm gonna, I, I have this list of movies. I'm just gonna read them out to you, and you're gonna yell it, and then I'm gonna ask you why, if I want to single you out, okay? Oh, okay. So by yell martyrs, just yell all three of you out. Fuck it, fuck it, marry kill or kill it, it. martyrs.
0: Kill it.
1: Kill it? All right. Well, I have no opinion either way. Okay. Well, then you fuck it. So you fuck it. Okay. Queenie then, why would you kill it?
3: Because the original was beautiful. It was a masterpiece. I mean, it really doesn't need to be redone. And every time they do an awesome movie, like from, you know, Europe or whatnot, they do a remake of it. It's always shit. Okay. Like let the right one in. They did a remake of that. You didn't need that. Let the right I kind of awesome. liked
2: the remake, though. I didn't. I
3: didn't, I didn't. A lot of people <laughs> like that one. Kill it. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. we will
0: get okay. off my
1: little soap so, Let me go to a different one, then. Uh, how about something that's a bit more lighthearted? How about Trollhunter? The <laughs> remake is an American remake. No, kill so that, that one. Yep, they
2: are American remake of there's Trolls. There's no reason. There. There's no reason for them to make that movie in America because that we don't have trolls. Like that's part of the what? the kit.
1: Like, yeah, is that's it my is it like
2: supposed but, to be like Sasquatch? Like, I don't get it. <laughs>
1: like, right. We don't have but trolls it, here. It, we're not culturally significant to us at all. Um, um, not. So, but. But Unless it's a
2: bunch of Americans it. that travel over there to find trolls, but that just defeats the purpose. That's silly. Fuck it, kill I it. I
3: probably
1: would. It, I'd probably kill it, but I'm probably going to fuck it. Uh, more likely, I'll end up seeing it just out of curiosity. So, yeah. um, now um, here's here's the one that I'm actually want to kill, but probably going to marry it, and it's the Raid remake. Which, by the way, the Raid uh, oh. films are uh, also, there's a third one of those films coming out, too. So, what about the Raid you made
0: Kill <laughs> <Chilling>. mm. Ah, <laughs> um,
2: see, the Raid, that's not my type of movie. I fell asleep watching it.
3: <laughs> I love the Raid. I love it. you <laughs> badass. It's not
1: my bad.
3: <laughs> I'm kind of macho that way. I love movies like the Raid. <laughs> what about you,
0: James? Jamie, oh, sorry, they, Jamie. So they, Jamie are what are about you? Gonna, are they just going to Americanize it? Is that what they're doing?
1: I guess so. I, I believe that some of the main players are doing it, but, you know,
0: isn't the raid good because it's <laughs> not Americanized? Uh,
1: uh, see, that's like, I mean, I my favorite thing in that movie is the finale, which is a straight-up classic martial arts battle between three men. Yeah. And 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 I'm wondering if they're going to like just recreate that sequence because you can't top it, uh, you know. So, uh, but I'm 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 going for the kill it, but I'll probably suck it. That's how I feel about the raid. So, and I'll marry raid three, even though I wasn't a huge fan of raid two. I think it's a little bit too long, even though it has some amazing action sequences in it. Uh, but I'll definitely see raid three. So. Um, Let's go to something even more lighthearted and silly, and this one cracks me up. They are doing a remake of Nightmare City. It's directed by Tom Savini, and it'll be produced by Umberto Lenzi. So I'm totally gonna marry it. Um, it'll definitely
3: get some fun time.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's funny because like I I totally don't think it needs to be remade. Like part of the reason why Nightmare City is so funny is because it's got like jazzer-sized women being killed by zombies, yeah. which you can't recreate. Um, you no, know, it you just happens it to be time, time period. Yeah, yeah it, you it's can't recreate you can't recreate the moment. Uh, but I will mm-hmm. tra- I totally am interested in that in that one. So look out for yeah, Nightmare City. So here here's one I want to kill dead. And and kill it over and over again because there's no top in the original. And I was even though I'll, I'm all. By the way, when I say this, I'm also really open-minded. I'll change my mind if I learn more about a property and really want to see it. But sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Once again, they're trying. Oh to no! Me. So yeah. No. <laughs> um. um a lot of killing I'm. Going on here. Oh man, I love Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, even though it's not my favorite of the three movies. But I'm actually more worried that if this movie man, let's just say even if it doesn't do it's not a big film, it does well, they're gonna green light Lady Vengeance, which is my favorite film of the three. Um, and we already know Old oh Boy kinda worked, but didn't really work as an American re rank. So that's and, yeah. and I like Spike Lee too. But but I will say that the scenes that he that he recreated shot for shot from the original were really cool. But that that uh, you can go into old boy. I could do a whole show on old boy. Um, so yeah. What about you? It was James? that scene was really cool. Yeah. So and and you know and I like the actors in it. You know, but but they gave um, away the twist in
2: the trailer.
1: And they kind of did, but, you know, honestly, I think it, that wasn't really aimed at, you know, if they, they expected the people that had seen the movie probably already knew the twist, and they wanted to know how we were going to play with it. And, of course, I knew they were going to pull their punch, and they did. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I, just, uh, I was a Americans, fan of the remake. Americans always pull their punches when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, and I, I, honestly, I think it's, it's more of people aren't giving credit to the audience. Oh, people can handle a lot more than they think they can, honestly. Um, and yep. that's one of the reasons why I like horror so much, because you'd be surprised how many people like horror that you would not expect to like it. So That's, that's why, why we James have a third human centipede. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I keep calling you James because I have a friend named James, and he'll be on the show next week. But, Janie, I have one for you. You ready?
0: Okay, sure.
1: Ghost in the Shell, the American remake starring Scarlett Johansson.
0: Oh, oh, well, you you had me at Scarlett Johansson. So uh, <laughs> I guess I'd marry that. You're easy. you marry it. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just giving, I love I, all of it. I know, I know. It's all good. Okay, and um, here's one that was just announced this afternoon. Get ready, girls and boys. You're not going to like this one. Even though, no, you're not going to like this one. The Wild Bunch is being remade. Sorry. Dump it up. Will Smith.
0: Of course. <laughs> yeah. Hello? I I yeah. who who's who's directing that? Is that Anton Fuqua um, or
1: I don't honestly have my notes to tell you at the moment. Well,
0: or, ori- originally originally Tony Scott was going to direct it. and I, I would have been interested if he was directing it, but obviously he's dead, so he's not directing shit. So, I I would say probably not.
1: I, I'm, I'm really reticent on that one. I mean, I, I, I would kill it. I might fuck it because I'm curious. But I don't know. Once again, it's like casting lightning in a bottle. Like so, sometimes one of these films, the reason why they work is they are a product of their time. And Wild Bunch is definitely a product of its time. And and that's a good thing sometimes. It, it, it's a capsule of how movies were made, what they looked like. And, he, and Peck and Pa was some of the edgiest westerns of his, of their day, and and I don't think they have will quite have the punch they would now because everybody's seen it, right? And they're gonna pull their punches once again, which I don't think you could do it as 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 they would have been able to do in the seventies with with the medium. So we're gonna probably kill that one. What do you think, ladies? Well, hey,
2: Will Smith's last it's western good. did really well, right?
1: <laughs> his last film did amazingly well. Oh. No, his last
2: western. <laughs> Wasn't that the Wild Wild West? Oh, that. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so god. funny cause, oh god, I actually saw it in the in theaters. Believe it or not, I did too.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. A, excuse me for a second while I cough. I'm going to give you one to think about. Um, okay, we're going to jump to a new topic: remakes. Okay, and let's go for one that's coming out in just a few weeks. Uh, Fantastic Four.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'll at least fuck it. <sighs> You know, I check it out.
0: It's probably it's gonna be the biggest bomb of the summer.
1: It's gonna be the biggest bomb of the summer?
0: I think so. So yeah. uh, I mean it looks
1: like it has everything there. The trailer was certainly better than any Fantastic Four movie I've seen today. But I I've never seen True. a Fantastic More movie. Well that doesn't actually, say or. much.
0: No, <laughs> no, it doesn't No, it doesn't.
1: Okay, here's a, here's one that's fun, and it's actually coming out fairly soon. You have to look for it on DVD, uh, The Plan 9 from Outer Space Remake. Oh, I didn't
3: even hear about that. That one, one. I'm
1: interested in. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to marry it, but that's because our correspondent, Erin Armentrott, she's actually in it, so I, I definitely would really? marry it. Yeah, the, yeah, so um, it actually um, it was, you know, a lot of Virginians are in it, and so I'm actually gonna marry it because I'm also even if you know what I, I always support my friends in horror. But I really, Austin, that plan out of Space, really actually is one of those films that I don't mind them remaking. It's not like Edward has ever been sacred. Believe me, I love Edward movies. Yeah. So, but not because they're good, uh, you know.
0: So because they're good. You know, <laughs>
1: well, yeah. So that's coming out direct to DVD sometime this year, I believe. So. Uh, here's awesome. one that was announced. That's really obscure, but um, Jamie, you might know this one. Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter, is being remade.
0: <laughs> uh, what? No, I don't. I don't know that one.
1: You don't know that one? Oh, Turok, the Dinosaur Hunter is. Oh, uh, it is, is awful. You'll love it. Um, I gotta find it. Oh, God. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, it was made in, 19, it was initial release date was 97, so it's actually a recent film, but they're going to be, it was from a shooter game, I believe. It was like a, a video game. That's why it sounds familiar. Remade. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's actually already been made once into a movie, and now it's being remade again, so directed. That, so That's like, fantastic. So Who's I'm in real, it? <clears throat> I have no idea. Uh, like, just, I just, It was just <laughs> announced recently. So I just thought oh, that's it was hysterical. Great. Um, now, here's one. I, I'm i really hope it works because I don't know if it can. Once again, it's one of those movies with the time capsule and kind of lightning in a bottle. They're remaking the Canadian horror science horror classic Cube, um, which is one no. of my favorite low-budget movies. Um, I love the Cube. You can't remake mm-hmm. that. It was awesome. Uh, I, I don't... It's, <laughs> well, poor There's been, there's <laughs> been, there's been several sequels. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's been several sequels, but this is the first time it's actually been remade. The premise is exactly the same with every single movie. Um, but the first one is just kind of a perfect little film. It's like Saw with high-end map, you know. Yeah. 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 Um know, this whole
3: little magic.
1: Uh, and here's another obscure one. Um, there was a 90s film with Dee Snyder called Strangeland. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. Strangeland. I have They're heard strange- that. I've seen it. No. Yeah. I've
2: seen that <laughs> one. No,
1: no, Dee Snider okay. is involved, by the way. So Dee um, Snider oh. definitely involved. Um, wow. So, um, all I right, here's like a big it. one. And you all just all of you yelled this one out because I know all three of you have opinions on this one. The Crow remake. Mm. <laughs> the
3: what,
1: what? remake? The
3: crow.
1: the crow. The new Crow. The, the Crow. crow movie,
2: yeah. I thought you said the core.
1: <laughs> no, 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 That's another thing. I was
2: like, really?
3: No. <laughs> no, the
2: Crow. Okay, yeah, kill that. Okay
3: that the Crow, the original Crow is, how can you even attempt to remake it? There's, like, wh- whoever has that idea that this is, this is a good idea needs to be shot because it's a bad idea. No, that, that Hot Topic that is probably
2: behind the remake.
3: <laughs> <sighs>
1: now, the actor they had playing the Crow ended up being a good choice. Uh, it took a while for them to decide who they were going to pick, but um, what's his name? i got to get to his actual uh you know, I, I, I think there j I think there's a chance. But I
3: I'm, I don't think I'm so because Brandon it. Lee and his legacy, like there's just no way that poor guy is gonna be compared to Brandon Lee. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want no. to be in that position.
1: Well the pre- Brandon Lee, you know, what you know, oh, let hope he doesn't die on set. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> um but uh, uh let's I don't know. I've, uh, this movie has been in development hell for so long, and then it finally gets. Matter of fact, I even remember an April Fool's like joke about it for a while, and everyone was like, "No!" And then it actually happened. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I don't think it's a sacred medium. I think that The Crow. I saw The Crow in the theaters, and I love Alex Forrest films. He did Dark City as well. Uh, and uh, but I don't think it's necessarily sacred. I I I would want to kill it, but I'd probably suck it. That's how I think about it. So um, now here's one that's cool. I got two in a row. I'm going to give you. One is obviously a sexy witches have a lot involved with um, the craft is coming out with a movie. Kill
0: it,
1: <laughs> kill it. All right, and then we got there the. Was... <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry.
2: That one I'm kind of interested to see a remake because, like, you know, the teen angst high school movies, they they oh can be gosh. done pretty well. But and I, I they just, can be done I'm all curious. You
1: yeah, know, fairly. I think a good teenage witch film is awesome. Why do they have to call it The Craft? Why couldn't they write a new original film about teenage witches causing hell in a high school? I would totally be down for that, honestly. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Things. The premise, it's not what you tell, it's how you tell it, you know, so we'll have to see. Here's a I'm actually ready to marry, only because I think every time they remade it or made a sequel, it never gets it never gets boring. And it's the Blob remake that's coming out. It's starring Sam Jackson. So we have Sam Jackson versus the Blob. What else do you like? Mm-hmm. I would
0: kill that. I'd kill it. Yeah. I kill have, that have one you, too. Have, <laughs> you, have, have, you, have you heard the director it. talking about that movie? No. No. It's directed by Rob Cohen, and he's got a whole backstory for the Blob, and it just no. seems like he's t- he's taking it way too seriously. And and that's a B oh, movie. Dear. It needs to stay a B movie. Uh, we'll
1: discuss the Blob in detail on the second week of July when we do our special Blob Fest episode. Uh, but hey. uh, I just want to say, I'm blah, like like one of my favorite films of all time, and I could go for hours into why this movie is so special. But one of the reasons why both the original and the remake work, and you're absolutely right, Jamie, is the tone. Never, they're never heavy. Neither one of them are, even though some of them, there's a lot of under messages in those films if you pay attention. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, but yeah. So I uh, you, I don't know. Well, okay. So I will say, it, then I won't marry it. I'll I will, I'll suck it for sure, but. You guys wanna kill it, so I will I will see. We'll keep open mind. I'll keep her fingers. Now this one I wanna kill dead. I just wanna kill it because I don't think it's necessary and part of it is once again because it's time capsule, time period, original CGI effects and and the last Starfighter remake. I'm oh. not very happy about what? that. No, they can't do that. <laughs> just they are. I can't even. And, and and once again, the premise itself is totally awesome, like the video game and, and you know, the training tool. As I mean, training, I yeah. Tomorrow, I saw Tomorrow land, same idea, basically, you know. Um, you know but I, uh, My Robert to be Preston. The last uh, yeah.
2: No, you can't. No. Kill
1: it. <laughs> kill it. Kill it. Kill it, okay, kill, well. it kill it, kill it. God, are, I almost want to pull sexy out my witches copy and watch are it again. not, we are just not committing to any of these movies, are we? And, and well, I want again, We I want these people to come on the show. So just when we say this, this you know, we, we we are open-minded Sexy Witches, though. Cause if, if the first start, movie so, that you mentioned or, was
2: Death Note, <laughs> and that one I'm interested in. You didn't revisit that. That was the very first no, movie you
1: mentioned. Yeah, well, it got kind of confusing, so I just split with that Queenies cool, and Martyrs, so, but yeah, actually, I'm looking, I am like Bethlehem sure. in every version, so I, I'm willing to I do that. I do, too. So Yes, very yeah, it. So. I want to see what one. they can Excellent. do with it. There's okay, so okay, here's right another there. one. All right, so as we know, um, Disney Studios has kind of gone mad and decided to turn all their animated classics into live-action films. And um, most of them, well, we talked about Bye. it in detail on the Disney villains, but I wanted to specifically mention... Dumbo and Beauty and the Beast. Dumbo is live action with Tim Birkin directing. And Beauty and the Beast is live action starring Emma Watson. And Lucas Evans, um, Evans is um, Gaston. So, And I think Josh Gad is playing Lefou. Um So killer casting on that one. Uh, yes. I, I, Dumbo, I once again don't know if it can be remade. Can kind of honestly? Because it, it's not really a movie. It's more of a, a, a visual painting. You know, it's
0: very abstract. Yeah,
1: it's very
2: stylized. I'm um, not a fan Pink of Elton. Dumbo. It is like the saddest movie ever. Yeah, it, it is. A real it's horrible. I can't movie. even watch it. I can't watch it. I have to. I have to go in another room if it's on. I can't. I can't watch that movie. It's so sad. So Peta has
1: been petitioning this film because they want to make sure that the ending is changed. Because the original ending, uh, spoiler alert, folks, of Dumbo is that he, you know, everyone sees he can fly, yay! And then they give him a special train car all to himself, and his and his uh, mom, and that's the end. And they want to see yes. him released into the wild or something, so into a sanctuary. Oh, so we'll see what happens geez. with that. Uh, Johnny Depp is in it as well. Uh, we don't know of what part he's playing. I assume it's I assume it's the mouse. That's my guess. Um, you know, uh, Timothy Q. Mouse. But I, I'm just wondering what they're going to do with the casually racist crows, and I definitely want to know what they want to do with um, Pink Elephants on Parade, which is absolutely one of the most psychedelic things outside of a heffa-lump that Disney ever did. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: yes.
1: So... Uh, you know, I, I, I it, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. So, and Beauty and the Beast, honestly, with the casting and, the, and with the directing and everybody that's involved, I'm gonna marry that one because I love that movie, anyways. But um, yeah, let's move on because we talked about Disney way too much, and let's go to another western. Um, they officially greenlit um, the Magnificent Seven recently, another remake of that. How many is that now, Jamie? Would you have an idea? Like three, four, five. Three? Seven Samurai Magnificent Seven's been remade at least once already. I think this is the second remake of Magnificent Seven. And then you of course you have Roger Corman ripped it off in um Battle Beyond the Stars, which is one of my favorite <laughs> science fiction movies of all time. So um so I'll I'll suck it. I'll I'll give it a shot. I'm cool <laughs> with that. What about you guys?
3: I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious. So
1: curious. Bucket. Um, we'll give it a chance. No. And, uh, let's see. I'm gonna say no. And I'm gonna. You're gonna say no. Yeah. We'll have to see. I like how Jamie Jamie is very very quiet. Do you notice that? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to like burn any bridges either. So we appreciate that. Um, so I'm gonna jump to one more two more things. There's, there's four sequ- I'm gonna go for the next three sequels coming out in the next couple of weeks that are interesting and then we'll call it a day because i have a surprise for you in a few minutes here uh there's three sequels that are coming out all in a row and one of them and i'm going to tell you honestly i'm just going to marry this one and marry this one over and over again magic mike triple l i can't wait for the magic mike movie uh it's like that and the nwa biopic which comes out this summer are like my two films that are on the must-see list and uh so, uh, I and well, I'm also a Soderbergh freak, and I thought that the first movie, not only is it got a lot of eye candy, it is actually a pretty good movie. It's beautifully shot, script problems aside, but you don't listen to a Soderbergh movie for dialogue ever. Uh, so uh, uh, what do you guys think of Magic Mike? Are you guys going to go see it? i fuck it. Probably not.
3: Maybe.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of women would, you know. A lot of men would, too. Uh, so. And then there's the Jurassic Park film coming out, Jurassic World, which
0: uh, everyone wants to that. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> And then last but yeah. not least is um, Ted 2 is also coming out.
0: i hmm. not sure about cool, that so one. I think <laughs> Uh, I was I'm gonna, just I, laughing I, here because I, I,
3: I keep saying, I'm going to fuck it. And he's just not yeah. understanding the contest. <laughs> he has no idea what I'm
1: talking about. <laughs> I can't believe all the. And, and that we're just scratching the, uh, the the iceberg of the types of sequels coming out. Um, there's a, uh, I'm just going to read some of these, and then we're going to go to a big surprise. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons got a sequel coming out. Um, no. Now you see he has two sequels coming out Prometheus, two. Oh Zooland, two. Play prequel, Mission Impossible 5 is coming out, Max Max Wasteland, with Wasteland, Greenlit last week, uh, 28 months later, John Wick 2, Phantasm, which I am excited about, Beetlejuice 2, um, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, The Incredibles 2, The Screen 5, Animated the re- re- Reawakening, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which is the second film in the current reboot, but is actually the sixth movie that has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the big release. Shanghai Dawn, which is Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan's uh, remake, Frozen 2, Neil Blomkoff's Alien sequel, Underworld 5, third planet, the third planet of the Apes film, Bad Santa, Goon 2, Legends of and, uh, Conan, and Avatar 2 and 3, all greenlit in the last week. so Or all or, or filming. So, I just
2: heard about that. a new sequel. I just heard about a new one today, Joe Dirt 2 with David Spade is premiering on Crackle. B O D. Yes.
1: So there is if you like sequels and remakes, you're gonna have a lot to do. And we didn't even talk about the Marvel because we know there's Marvel slated all the way to twenty eighteen. All the films we talked about today are slated up to two thousand and twenty. Um, it's kind of crazy, uh, definitely, if you want to go and Google the website, you will see how many remakes and reboots are on IMDB. Jamie, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and joining us for our little game here, um, if you have anything you want to say before you head out. Is he gone? I think Hello? so. still there? I think he's gone, hold on. Oh my God, Jamie. He's gone. He must have dropped off. I wonder why he's now. Oh, oh bye, you know, Jamie. Really. Jamie must have left. Okay, well, thank Thanks you, for Jamie, for being on the show. Come back in, and I hope you enjoyed your talk. Well, that's why he was so quiet. I got trying to get him to go, and he wasn't there anymore. But all these films are coming out, and they recently announced that Hulk Hogan's going to be an expendable four, and National Treasure 3 is also in the works, so Lots of things to see, and then, you know, this summer we have the Minion sequel. It keeps going from there. So sequels, sequels, reboots, remakes, they're coming whether we like them or not. You know what I always say, because, like, Frozen 2, it doesn't matter if I like it, my daughter does, I'm just going to embrace it, because it's just something you got to do. Hollywood, is that what they want to like? I'm going to enjoy it anyway because I love movies, and I'll go see them. So Hollywood maybe gives some new ideas, but we like movies. So thank you for writing all these wonderful fucking movies. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, sexy witches, I have a surprise for you, and we're going to close out the show with it. Um, my friend, whose name's Jabones, so or his real name is Wayne, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. He's a DJ. He's, uh, we grew up together, but he currently lives in the Midwest. He wrote us a theme song. Oh, so we, we have we have a song. So I was going to play the whole six. A minute fifty two second cut at the end of the show um there's only two minutes of vocals and it goes into uh instrumental theme but we have a, a we have a theme now so and uh so i'm gonna play those one f one version is entirety now and um thank you for doing that for us and you can listen to his shows online. he was on high times radio for a while and um you can if you want to know more about his work you can come contact me on our Facebook page, Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches, and I'll gladly play you in his direction because he spins, he mixes, he does it all. So thank you, thank you for making us a, a song because that is awesome that we have a theme song. So we'll play that, and I want to thank you both, Sexy Witches, Jenny and Queenie, for being on the show. Once again, I want to thank you, our guest host, Jamie Bob, for bringing the interview with Tom Six. It was absolutely fantastic that he did that, and I'm very gracious for him. Uh, join us on the next show, which will be June 6th. The Sexy Witches will invite one of my favorite people on the Internet, James Harris, the Doc Harris himself. He's going to join us on a talk of uh, something that's dear all to all three of us, Sexy Witches and a lot of other people, the craze known as convention culture. So we'll talk about that. I'll talk about my experience at my first full big Comic Con. I've, I've gone to small regional ones, never gone to a big one before, so when I go to Awesome Con, this will be my first time with a VIP pass. I'll tell you about my experience there, and also Jit will talk more about her experiences at Crypticon, and Jenny will talk about her experiences going to cons in the West, in the West Virginia. I know she attended some science fiction cons last October. So uh, join us then. That'll be at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is 6 Pacific Coast. So, once again, thank you. Have a good evening. Good film hunted and blessings be and have a listen to our song. Once again, thank you and come back to us in two weeks' time, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock.
0: Thank you.